Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Excuse me, but how did you get back here? Uh, (laughs) I just found a way. Well, um, I don't know how you got back here, but it's time for you to go. Oh, really? Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So come on with me as we get into talking about, as the old folks would say, how to make a way out of no way when we talk about creating doors. I'll see you on the flip. Hello, dear one, and thank you for joining me on the flip. And so today we're going to be talking about how to create your own doors. You know, there's going to come a time and it might be upon you where all the doors are closed, where there is no lane for you to get on the freeway to success, to the life you want. And you've got to learn how to dig it out for yourself. You've got to learn how to make that way where there was no way. You have to learn how to make your own lane. And so today we're going to be talking about how to create your doors. Now, as I get started, I want to give a shout out to a person that I've mentioned many times on this podcast, and he happened to put out a a tweet recently that was like, yeah, (laughs) and his name is David Goggins, and um, he has this book out. It's an autobiographical book of his uh, journey from where he was to becoming a Navy SEAL, um, Army Ranger, as well as a ultra distance runner. And how he just keeps going and getting better and better. Okay, so I'm going to read this. But I'm going to try to edit out some of the naughty words because, you know, we keep this kind of clean around here. But what he said was, he said, it's very important in life to learn to dig your claws into the dirt, to climb your way out of the grave that your mind led you into directly. Learn to talk to yourself in a way that few people will ever understand. In your darkest moments, you must become the devil to get out of hell. And I was like, wow, that's a word right there. (laughs) That is a powerful word. And the reason why it's a powerful word is because in the dungeons of our minds, we don't realize that we are the force that will propel us out of there. And I was like, it's a very visceral way that he put it. And I just needed to give mad props to him, you know, to, to remind us of this stuff. You know, he goes hard every day with uh, what he's willing to push his body to do and how he looks at his life. He uh, has taught us how to callous our minds so that we can become stronger than we ever thought possible and to move past barriers that even our bodies say enough is enough. And so shout out to him. And I'm very grateful for the wisdom that he he gave us. And um, I want to talk to 
us today about creating those doors um, and understanding that when it doesn't seem like something is happening for you, forget about just trying to open doors. Heck, create your own. And there was something else that um, I remembered uh, having heard years ago that I always remind myself of when I am up against deadlines, I'm up against what seems to be impossible. And that is to don't try to be a trailblazer, be a trail buster and a barrier breaker. Bust it up, make your own lane, do your own thing. And with that, you'll learn that when you start doing that, the fun part about it is it is not disruptive to the status quo. Instead, it creates more opportunity for the for the status quo to start following after you. And it's a wonderful thing when you are free and and have that mental callus that David Goggins talks about to be able to not be constrained by those things that society would say is the only way for you to do something. When you realize that there was never a box, you don't have to worry about thinking outside of it. And you're you're free. <laughs> you're free to go wide and to do whatever it is that you need to do to get things done. Okay, so thank you for letting me open up with that. And what I want to talk about is our ability, like David talked about, our ability to climb out of the grave, our ability to make a way where there is no way, and our ability to be able to encourage ourselves and say those things to ourselves that other people won't understand <laughs> that will help us to never, never return to those those defeatist times that may have gotten us to those depths that we are suffering in, okay? So with that, let's get into talking a little bit about confidence. You see, what I am uh, currently going through and um, experiencing on a, on a new level is that you can have confidence and that's good, but you got to learn how to get into the pocket of having a confidence vibe. Yeah, V-I-B-E. A confidence vibe. And this vibe helps to get you on a frequency that is impenetrable from the things that seem to be bearing down and seem to be giving you visual, factual evidence to the contrary of what your confidence is trying to tell you. And the thing about opening new doors, creating new ways, is that when you operate in in confidence, you start to realize that it's it's wilderness. There are no no existing um, pathways that have ever been done. And you've got to go through basically with a machete, a mental machete, and clear out the path to to do things. And so it can be daunting because it's not like you have a map. It's not like you can see clearly in front of you. And because of that, when you're operating in this realm and you know that you're creating a new way, a new path, you got to get into this confidence vibe and to stay in this confidence vibe, it helps when you have some help. And that was, like I said, that's the big, 
with some smack on what I want to say today when we're talking about creating your own doors, making your own way, making your own lane, doing things that have never been done before, getting yourself out of that grave, you know, talking to yourself in that way that you need to, to do what it is that you're going to be doing is maintaining this vibe. And on this particular level that you need to operate on. It's one thing to tell yourself, oh, I'm confident. I can do this. I can do this. It's another when you are able to use the help of others. You see, there comes a time, and listen to me, beloved, because I know I talk to us individually, but there comes a time when you need to remember that you cannot always do it all on your own and that you will need to have people uh, in your vicinity that at least are aware of what you're trying to do. And because of this, what I have found is when you're trying to pave a new pathway, you do need some fans in the stands of your parade. I am not saying that you have to go and get a team of people to do it with you. It would be nice and it does help. But when you can't, at least get someone who is willing to give you a hoorah uh, um, and uh shout your name as you go by on on your path. And it takes a bit of trust and belief to even assemble people like that. Um, I've worked with a lot of different uh, people who have told me, you know, I'm trying to start this business and my family doesn't support it. And I feel like I'm on my own. And my heart usually goes out to them when they tell me these things, because I know that it is hard to continue to feed the fuel of your confidence, your self-confidence to keep going. And I also know that depending on the pathway that you're busting up and that you're creating, you know, your own way that it helps when you do have the support of others. And so I am going to say that when you are operating at certain levels, especially when you are carving out something that's never been done before, and you need to have that confidence vibe, that vibe requires ongoing input and feedback to nurture you and keep you going. And the best way to do that and to shore up that you'll continue to stay in that vibe is to have external support from other people, which means that you got to trust people enough to let them know. You got to be wise enough to let the right people know. And (laughs) you have to make sure that you have people that are willing to even care about what you're trying to do. Honestly, you know, not because they can necessarily get something out of it, but but who just, you know, believe in what you're trying to do. And the best way I'm going to say to do that, if you are finding, as I'm talking, you're like, oh, Michelle, I don't know if that's going to work. The best way I have found to do that is by comrades and collaboration. And when I say comrades and collaboration, you notice I didn't say family and best friends. I didn't, yeah, a relative, nah, I didn't say that. The way to do it is to find people who are already going in the same direction as you, who maybe, depending on what you're trying to do, would possibly be considered um, competition. But they don't have to be. But they are, they're like-minded, doing the things that you're trying to do and going in the direction as well. And you'll find that when you find people who are out there making it on their own as well, and you link up with them and you, you're, 
you both have some skin in the game that you're trying to achieve what you can achieve, you get a very powerful boost to your confidence. Because if you see somebody who is running right along with you, they're running their race, you're running your race, and you look over and you see them and they see you, it continues to help you both have the confidence you need to keep going. And it feeds that vibe that you need to do this whole thing of opening up doors. And then there's also collaboration. Now, being vulnerably honest with you guys, that's one that I struggle with uh, on the collaboration. And I'm working on it, but it is a shortcut. It is a supersonic hedgehog (laughs) shortcut. Little shout out to the movie uh, of a way to be able to get your confidence going and to help you create the doors that you need to get into the levels that you want to get into. And because of that collaboration, it causes you to have to be more flexible, to not get everything you want in the vision that you wanted because somebody else has input as well. You know, to collaborate means that you are co You are equal. So it's not like you are above somebody. Oh, no. So it means that that other person has uh, just as much say so in what you guys might be creating as you. And yeah, you got to deal with that. (laughs) So there is that. And then the third one is delegation. Now, delegation is where you are, you know, in a in a um, position where people are uh, working with you to accomplish what you want to get done. They're not under you. It's it's not where you're lording over them. It's just that you are working with people who are there to support and assist you and be useful to you. And that one takes a different skill of delegation. And because you have to get a, a sense of where you're going to the point where you give other people direction on what your vision is, you guessed it, it helps to bolster and feed your confidence because you got to be confident to lead and give direction on where you want to go so that those people will be as effective as possible for helping you to get to where you want to go. And that are that, not that, those three of having comrades, collaboration, and or delegation help you to feed this confidence vibe that is needed when you're out there and no one has done it before. You can't go and call up a mentor and say, I'm stuck. What do I do? You got to just make it happen. But because you have one or a combination of these three external uh, impetuses to help you, you can feed that confidence vibe that you need. And it makes it powerful. And I want to say this too that it's hard when you're like in the midnight hours, (laughs) when you are looking, your hands are like in the air. You're like, I don't know what else to do. I have hit a wall or I just don't even want to do it anymore. But you know, it has to be done. I read this in a a fiction book a little while ago and I wrote it down because it was so powerful. And you guys know from time to time, a fiction character will say something so powerful that I'll write it down and, and recite it to you guys. But this is what it said. And it was just so simple, but it was so it so full of depth that I wanted to make sure I said it here. And that is, and I quote, any power 
is only limited by one's creativity. And so when we are creating these doors, you know, uh, being trail busters and barrier breakers, it takes creativity. And a word about creativity. I have this concept called create-xiety. And the reason why is because whenever the creative process starts, um, it causes us to go into a valley of anxiety. And the reason why there is a valley of anxiety that we get into is because creativity is a force so powerful that it drives us to the point where we see the enormity of what it is we're trying to birth or bring into this realm. And for some people, depending on what it is you're trying to create, that is the closest that you will get to the end of your mortal coil as anything else that would, you know, be close to death. And it causes us to get to the end of ourselves where our mortality is forced to interact with our immortality, to create this this new something, this new substance. And you get into this state of awareness that you don't know how it's going to happen. You are grasping at straws. You are in frustration because this is something new and it's causing you to work for it. If you've ever created something, uh, whether it be a book, a house, or a concept, or a new way to make technology bend to your will, or any number of things where you are bringing a concept that has only lived in the mind into the re- the reality of the space that we live in, you understand this create anxiety format that I'm talking about. And we all have to confront it especially when you're creating new doors, you're creating new opportunities and new ways to get to where you want to be, where nobody can stop you because you are being an alchemist of your own life. You are taking the thoughts and turning them into things. You're elevating an idea into a a reality that supersedes what has ever been done before. And there is a price to be paid for it. Oh, yes, there is. You have to realize that when you get into this realm, it's going to do everything it can to try to fight you. I've even talked about Stephen Pressfield's The War of Art and how he talks about uh, resistance and how resistance comes in and it tests you on every hand. That's part of this create-anxiety framework that I'm, I'm making reference to. You say, oh, I'm going to uh, create an online training. Ha, resistance is going to try you. Uh, Things might break. Stuff that you were depending on no longer works. Um, Something unrelated uh, comes up. You have a conflict where you got to make choices. Somebody gets sick. Something happens. You got to stop or whatever. Resistance will try you. And it's not mamby-pamby stuff. It is real stuff where you're like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, I've got dilemma level anxiety over this. Remember I tell you, anxiety will come. But if you keep pushing, if you get through that trough, that valley of despair, 
on the other side, you will start to get uh, a glimpse of what was only a thought coming into um, reality and you'll start to gain traction and you'll start to be able to see that, oh, I th- you know, this is going to be done. It never amazes me. I mean, it always amazes me. I'm, wor- <laughs> I'm working on a book right now that has really raked me over the coals and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to get to that part because I am still in that valley of despair and I'm so ready to be out of that valley. <laughs> I cannot tell you how I'm ready to be out of that valley, but I know that I will, if I continue on, if I continue pushing forward, that I am going to do it. And I wish I could tell you after 40 plus books that uh, it gets easier. Mm -mm. Nope. You keep writing, you keep going because each book is a living entity with its own personality, its own requirements, its own way that it wants to be dealt with. And you just keep going. (laughs) So uh, yeah, there's that. And this is the the thing that has really made me appreciate the the creative power that we have inside of us and that is that we can tap into uh, a fire within that only I think we only get to this point when we're in the creative process because that creative process, like I said, brings us to the end of the mortality of us and tips us into the uh, God-like, little g, God-like powers of immortality that we're able to deal with. And this might sound morbid, but it's the truth. And um, I'm going to paraphrase a a saying by Les Brown, the... uh, uh, famous, legendary, uh, inspirational speaker, Les, Mr. Les Brown, when he says, life's too short to try to play it safe. It's too short to be tired and miserable. There's no safe position because you can't get out alive. You're going to die whether you're in the bleachers or on the field. So you might as well play with all you've got. There's no way to get out alive so you might as well live. And when we consider this whole idea of creating new doors, and we look at the fact that we need to sustain a new level of confidence to put us on a vibe such that we have to be vulnerable enough to work with others, uh, turning our competition into our comrades, being able to collaborate and uh, being able to get help where we delegate our, our, our tasks so that people skilled at what they do can help us. It causes us to be humble. And then understanding that the creative power of what we endeavor to do is going to cause us to get into a, a, a valley of anxiety and panic, and discomfort. And what David Goggins says that you've got to claw and dig in so that you can claw out of your own grave and talk to yourself in a way that few people will ever understand. He says that you even in your darkest moments, you have to become the devil to get out of hell. And I wish there was a way that I could just transfer the the meaning uh, and the fire of what that means. And if you've not come to this point yet, hopefully as you know, for having heard this, when you come to this point, I pray that 
This will come back to your memory so that you have a reference point, that you have a navigation of how to machete away all of the overgrowth in your mind and in your path and in your vision so that you can be able to go forth and be able to do what it is that you need to do. Because there really is no safe position. You're going to die either way. You got to be willing to deal with what it is. So now, (laughs) because I was, you know, channeling David Goggins and talking about the grave and things, this part came up to me as well with regards to uh, creating that door. And so, you know, I always like to leave you with a few practical things. And so this is the practical part of how to start creating the door, how to start doing what it is that you can to make a way where there was no way and to create your new reality. So the first thing is, is to understand that this is a time when you cannot be superficial. Superficial means surface. It means, um, Mowing the lawn, it means keeping everything on the surface, not piercing or breaking beneath the surface. But when you're creating a door, a new pathway, a a new uh, lane to be in that never existed before, you must become radical. And to become radical is to dig down deep, to dig down uh, low enough and deep enough to get all of the root up, all of it. Remember how David talks about when you're in the grave and you're in hell and being able to claw your way back up? This is after you have been willing to be radical with what it is in your life that needs to be excised out, removed, so that you can now have the pathway that does uh, that does not hinder you anymore to do what it is you need to do. And then this is another uh, thing. So being radical, stop being surface, stop playing it safe, go deep, uh, be radical about it, uh, break the skin, dig deep, understanding that there is no safe place, that whether you're in the stands or on the field, you're still going to die. So you might as well live your life well, you know, as it pertains to what uh, Mr. Les Brown said. And then this part, now this might, you might say, but it needs to be dealt with. Understand that whenever you deal with anything of newness, anything of cycles, we've talked about the cycles of uh, beginning, middles, and ends. We've talked about the cycle of chaos and order. And I've even talked about how when you come to the end of order, it comes to stagnation and death. Understand that you're dealing with rot, dying, death. Anything that has become stagnant, is in the death march or it is dead and stinking. And so a way to deal with getting out of these ruts, getting out of the grave and starting to create and and order out of the new chaos that's coming is to understand that there is a powerful way to control rot. Yes. And like I said, it might sound crazy, but if you've ever eaten a pickle, sauerkraut, kimchi, kombucha, any of these things, you have been the benefactor of the wonderful aftermath of someone having learned how to control rot and turn it into fermentation, which will keep you in a balance as you continue to go forward. 
You see, the wonderful thing about fermentation is, is it makes our bodies alkaline and alkalinity is where we have to be for our nucleuses, our water content in our, our, our bodies and the reproduction of our cells to go well. And it gives us kind of like a refresher, a reset, a reboot so that we are in alignment with the best possible uh, scenario to continue to move forward. But the funny thing is, is it comes from, a lot of times it comes from these fermented foods that were going through the death process and we found a way to control that rot to turn it into fermentation so that it throws off a whole new ability to give us life. And the same thing goes for in our lives. Learn to control the rot. So when you are sensing the death march of a previous situation, you don't always have to fear it and you don't always have to fight it. Instead, work with it. Yesterday, we talked about uh, the four states of trauma that we go through. We talked about fight, flight, fright, and fawning. And uh, we, we talked about how to make space for ourselves. And when you are going into a new realm to get something, you have to understand that when you want to do something, you must do it by any means necessary to get it. And that means you've got to confront that part of you that has to die. And that brings me to the next thing, controlling rot to go to moving it to, into the fermentation to give you balance means that you've got to be willing to die daily. Mm-hmm. And to die daily means that you for you forsake who you were yesterday. You don't rest on laurels and you don't remember mistakes. You learn from them. You, like my grandmother used to say, you eat the fish. And you leave the bones from the yesterday. You take that which you learned. And that is what you can work with today. Only that. And move forward. And that's called dying daily to self. So that you can continue to keep your momentum. And not be waylaid by the praises. Or by the criticisms of the of the previous days or what other people said to keep moving forward so that you can do what it is that you need to do to make sure that you create the new doors and the new pathways that you need that may have never existed before. But now, because you were in perseverance, you, you kept your vitality up by making sure that you were running the race with comrades and you got collaboration along the way and you were able to delegate to people highly skilled to help you with their special useful uh, skills that you're able to keep your confidence up and to keep going. That is how you go about creating these new doors and these new ways. So, oh my gosh, my time is up. Oh my gosh, I thank you for yours. I want you to remember that when it's time to create your new uh, way when they keep telling you no and you can't seem to find a way to go through the doors that are established, understand and come back to this podcast and realize that you can do it 
make sure that you have a way to feed your confidence. You understand that you're going to have to go through some things to get right up to that immortality. You're going to go through the valley, but you can make it and you can climb your way out of the grave to get to where you need to be. So guess what? My time really is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. And check the show notes and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.